0: It's one part Space Jam, one part Mutant League, one part Mad Max, the quack attack is back Jack, it's Watchbone.
1: Everybody, welcome to Watchbots, the podcast that'll truly give you those swollen testicles. Stop! Call Nicki Minaj. Mm. Shailen doesn't keep up with the pop culture. I don't care for this it. This is Ben, and I'm joined by the queen of memes, Shailen. Hello. Hi. Thanks for coming. And by Dave, guys, I did it. Yeah,
0: I did it. You did it. I finally saw Lannis Morris Sutton concert.
1: <laughs> was it like rain on your wedding day?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, waving a peace sign. Mm-hmm. It was the wrong time to quit drinking for a month. Okay. Yeah, it was. We had bought these tickets before COVID, mm-hmm. and then I was kind of happy. That COVID canceled the show. Sure. I was like, uh, you know, like feeling, no, no pun intended, I was feeling ironic buying them. I was like, yeah, this will be a funny show. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, oh, people are going because they want to see her and I, I whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, I, I stuck, stuck to my guns. We went uh, in trying to not have any alcohol this month. And so I was the designated driver. It is really hard to go to a concert without drinking, much less yeah. a concert that you, Bought tickets ironically for.
1: Because they're long. Long concerts.
2: And mm. there's a crowd at the concert who wants to be there. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right. But you know what? She played Uninvited. Yeah. And I fucking lost it. I love oh, that man. song. Yeah. I, not not ironically. I think that song is, <laughs> is a banger.
1: How many times <laughs> did she play You Learn? <laughs> <laughs> just, not enough just for
0: the you, one. Ben. Just That's the one. Bad. That's too bad. But the only thing I did. So uh, I sang... Along to a couple, but mostly it was me just going hey yeah, hey ya yeah, hey ya yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, but not during that song. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was good. You know who who opened for her though? It's the band Garbage. Oh
2: really? Huh.
0: And I will I will say Garbage put on a hell of a show.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say, say they they lived down to their moniker.
2: It's- their live shows are usually pretty good.
0: Yeah, uh, no, they were. They were good. Shirley Manson, uh, the, uh, the the lead singer, she mm-hmm. – in between songs, she just kind of grabbed the microphone and like held it up like, you know, sideways and Trick. was just kind of like walking around. She looks sort of like Stone Cold Steve Austin was just sort of like shaking her head, walking around the – walking around the stage, just raving mad, like mm-hmm. just talking about nonsense and the crowd was eating it up. It was crazy.
1: This COVID's um, a myth. Yeah. <laughs> The media's is lying to you, <laughs> <laughs> you sheeple. The
0: election was stolen.
1: <laughs> the uh the only Manson I've ever seen in concert is Marilyn. And a similar experience, I imagine. He jammed a microphone into a girl's ass and um and sang into the microphone that was in her ass. So I, Was she from the crowd or was she like I, I think you know, she was a dancer. Par, part of the part of the troop, as it were?
0: Okay, so she was like her her ass was ready for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I couldn't tell you. I mean,
2: how I, ready can one's ass truly be for such a thing? The point
1: is, I guess I wasn't all that surprised when I uh, heard about his his yeah. monster's behavior.
2: You,
0: yeah, I mean, if you know what's coming, I think you can prep a little more. If you don't know what's going to happen like that, things are tighter. Sure, right? Absolutely. You have
2: yeah. a lot of knowledge on this subject, Dave.
0: I'm just, I just. I know how my sphincter works.
1: It's a jagged little pill um, <laughs> swimming in your rectum. <laughs> you know, oh, you
0: know, what's, <laughs> you know what sucks? <laughs> uh, I kept joking to the people that we went to the concert with that I was like, wait a minute, this isn't the musical. And nobody nobody liked
1: my joke. Was, See, yeah, that's too bad because I love that musical. Yeah. <laughs> the performance of You Learn on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, it may have been last year or the year before. I don't know. It, it was, was last year, yeah. Time is a flat circle. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Like, (laughs) for having not heard of that musical before, and for folks who don't know, Jagged Little Pill, and this is 100% accurate, don't look it up, is about a dysfunctional family going about their life to the tunes of Alanis Morissette, and the emotional finale, This so the Macy's Day Parade showed the emotional finale. It's like the family sitting on a couch, and it's like a mom and dad and two kids or whatever, and like they're just singing, you learn, and the dad's like, a jagged little pill sitting in your stomach, and he looks like he looks like Christopher McDonald kind of. It's just weird. <laughs>
2: yeah. weird. Yeah.
0: It was it was odd because um usually for the Thanksgiving Day parades, mm-hmm. they get big musical numbers, right? The greatest showman on earth, or yeah, or like wicked, like these huge dance numbers and huge like productions. but jagged little pills just like this. Normally dressed family, <laughs> present day family on a couch. Like there's, there's no big number, and they're kind of just like slowly dancing and slowly singing "Jagged Little Pill."
2: That's not true because they learn. bring out several other people Who to meander around slowly. Yeah, wearing blue jeans and flannel. Showstopper.
1: <laughs> you know what else is a jagged little pill? Yeah, it's another name for a, a hockey puck. Mm. No, I, they're trying to jam that pill um down your throat it's a suppository Ray Ray Bork used to call it the Jaguar. Uh, that's that's correct yeah. former uh, Boston Bruins and Colorado Avalanche great Ray Bork and you know today we're talking about perhaps the greatest uh, hockey themed cartoon um, puck season right around the corner folks we're talking about the Mighty Ducks or alternatively Mighty Ducks the animated series and it's a big day uh to, it's a great day to be talking about ducks <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, you we talk a, we talk
0: a, a lot about ducks here on this podcast. <laughs> That's true.
1: It's it's a once a month quota. Yeah. why this? Why now?
0: I don't know. Uh, I, I really <laughs> don't know why. Compelling. I did. Yeah, yeah. Good good content, Dave. I have no idea. Like it's been in the back of my mind for a while. Uh, the Mighty Ducks series went uh, that that I think that aired or or, or came to Disney Plus um, back in March twenty twenty one. And I was thinking of doing it then, but we we missed the boat. They just renewed. I think season two is coming next year.
2: There's another season of that garbage.
0: Yes, yes. Did you watch it? Have you guys watched the
1: the uh, the new series? No.
2: I watched a bunch of it, and it
1: was a game changer.
2: It Was painful.
1: <laughs> like one of Fulton Reed's famous slap shots.
2: Indeed. Emilio has not aged in a way that I would have anticipated. Instead, he just literally turned into his father.
0: What were you um, anticipating?
2: I don't know, but it, wasn't, it was not a cloning situation I expected.
0: That accident from the Mission Impossible elevator set just really, really ruined his face. It's it terrible.
2: <laughs> when I started to watch it, too, I had also started watching the West Wing for the first time ever. Uh, and this is not a West Wing podcast. But it, listen... It really made Amelia more difficult to take uh, <laughs> as a result because I, I just kept screaming Bartlett because it doesn't matter because the plot is so thin. Thank you, Ben. The plot is thin. Lorelai Gilmore is just playing Lorelai Gilmore with a different kid.
1: And Ed O'Neill's running for president. It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Folks, if you can't, you can't see this, but Shailen's walking and talking classic and move.
2: Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm
1: carrying the microphone with this. me. Yeah, I'm gonna do a little manual fade out here. But yeah, so
0: <laughs> the the show came out. I had it this in the bad. back of my mind, but other cartoons came up, and I was like, we have to discuss those ones first. Yeah, this this was just taken off the back burner, put on the front.
1: Let's go back, if we will, to the autumn of 1992 when when a hit movie. Hit the th- theaters, god damn! Hit the silver screen, the take Mighty you. Ducks. You it's know, pretty good. <laughs> no, that's it. Take take sex was good. <laughs> um, a movie starring Emilio Estevez as a drunk who has to uh, coach some shitty kids at hockey, and they are you know your stereotypical like these are the poor kids, and they have to go against the evil Hawks who are the rich people, and it's the same coach that coached Emilio Estevez when he was a kid. And I don't want to get into like how any of that makes sense. But it's a it's a rags to riches story.
2: Gerrymandering. Big
1: hit. And around this time, Disney, famous for their corporate synergy these days, nothing was really different in the 90s. Based partly on the success of this movie, they became owners of an expansion NHL franchise, which they called the Mighty Ducks, put them in Anaheim in a thing called the Pond. And wouldn't you know it, Mighty Ducks 2 took place in the pond in Anaheim. The Mighty Ducks in the movie happened to wear the uniforms that the NHL Ducks were. Just, oh, it's a beautiful thing.
2: Cross promotion.
1: A cool duck bill hockey mask. Cool duck bill hockey mask. Like weird 45-degree angle stripes. Dwayne Robertson, our greatest movie hero, the cowboy hockey player who famously got two minutes for roping. Um, (laughs) it's, It's a new one on me, folks but it just a ridiculously successful series the mighty ducks would go on to make d3 where they went to high school but then the coach was a bastard and I thought then, it was college no it was it was high school because this- they, they all got put on the jv team and then the coach had a daughter in a wheelchair and he wasn't so bad and he just wanted to play defense and then goldberg it's 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 a whole thing
2: for the record it was <laughs> a fancy high school
0: oh oh yeah yeah okay all right.
1: But we live in New England, already predisposed to just being, you know, big-time hockey folks. But the Mighty Ducks series, I don't think that I'm overestimating this, made hockey fans out of the entire country. Did you guys get hockey fever? Were you hockey players? Were you Ducks fans?
2: I had friends who played hockey. (laughs) Like one particular family that they were like at the rink several nights a week to the point where when I got to high school, middle school, their parents helped found my high school's first hockey team ever. Mm -hmm. And they did like complete fundraising. The school didn't have any jurisdiction technically other than they registered so that they could compete within like the local conference. Um, I liked watching hockey. Was that the Banks family?
0: And like, he couldn't play the big game because he hurt his wrist. He was Was a cake eater as well. Yeah. He just wants
2: to play hockey. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I was not a player of hockey which is not surprising to anyone who knows me because I can barely walk without falling down and hurting myself mm. or bumping into things. So,
1: What if you were amazing on skates,
0: though?
2: I have a L- scar L- on my chin that proves I'm not.
1: Oh, You, you don't skate with your chin? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> you, tell that to well, young Shaylin. Tell that to Maybe. Jay Leno. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, ben, ben, you got him.
2: Don't go there. Wow. Oh, shit,
1: that was so good. <laughs> I... Uh, also, not a hockey player. I have famously weak ankles. I sprained my ankles all the time. So, high skates, not for me, but I did love hockey. I did love the series. Played a lot of NHL on the Genesis. Did
0: you play a lot of street hockey?
1: Yeah, I did play some street hockey. Yeah. As I recall, I played street hockey once in sixth grade and we were on rollerblades. And I was no good on them rollerblades. And I think it was my first like swearing torrent because I fell like right on my ass, <laughs> uh, right on my tailbone. I think I let out a few S's and MFs that day.
0: The day became a man.
1: Yes, that was the day. Yeah. My alt was still awaiting that day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My dad played hockey growing up, uh, and watched it all the time. So it was on TV like every night at home during the during the hockey season, obviously. I didn't play it. Hockey's a very expensive sport to play. True enough. A lot of equipment to buy. And it's also a very time consuming sport. You have to get up at the ass crack of dawn and my my parents had um other kids and we all had different schedules and like that early morning just didn't match our schedules. But I wonder sometimes if I would be good at hockey. I think I would have been alright. I think I would have been able to, to handle the puck well. I think I probably would have been destroyed against the boards though, and sure. maybe had to quit after you know, before high school. But mm. I think I would have been all right. But I think the Mighty Ducks, to your point, Ben, did make me a bigger hockey fan. Like, I started watching it on my own without my dad, like, having to force me to watch the Bruins.
1: Yeah, and this really coincided with, I mean, (laughs) I'm no no hockey historian, but, like, a golden age of hockey, you know, it was on Fox. They had the fucking glow puck and all the uniforms were ridiculous. Like, there was the Arizona Coyotes and they had, like, a fucking, like acid trip coyote on their <laughs> uniform and the ducks and i think the avalanche came, a, the avalanche that time too yep the former quebec nordique so it was really a golden time also a golden time for disney you know this was around the time of the lion king and aladdin and all that so disney you guys might have heard of it company with some roots in animation sure made a little uh syndicated daily thing called the disney afternoon and so you come to this show the Wikipedia for this for for this TV show is really funny because it says that Mighty Ducks, the animated series, is loosely based on the movies. And I gotta chuckle because I guess that's true in that their team is the Ducks and they play hockey. That's pretty much where the connection's at.
0: You clearly missed that subplot in D three.
1: Yeah, true enough. Maybe that's in game changers. It's like a weird fast and furious timeline thing. Yeah. But yeah. Mighty Ducks, the animated series, a show with a lot of lore. So you guys gotta bear with me here. I've got like a page of lore we need to get through to establish what this show is. Okay. So the ducks, and they are literal alien ducks, folks. They live on a planet called Puck World, where everybody is ducks and they all love to play hockey. Now, I had some questions about, you know, evolution and how they got to that point, but no matter. You know, just just know that Puck World is established. Puckworld World was invaded by the Saurians, who are, you know, standard, you know, kind of buggy looking aliens who had cloaking technology. One heroic duck named Drake Duquesne invented a goalie mask mm-hmm. that could see through the cloaks. And they used the power of that to send the Saurians to a dimensional limbo. So...
2: Greg Duquesne. D-
1: Drake Duquesne. Drake, Drake. Duquesne. The, don't worry, because he'll be dead in a second. Now, the main villain here of the show is Lord Drogonis, and he and his minion Siege, Chameleon, and Wrath got out of dimensional limbo, and they started to fuck up Puckworld again. Now, Drake Duquesne disappeared. The goalie mask was found by C- Canard Thunderbeak.
0: <laughs> That's my porn name. Yeah,
1: and he gets his pals Wild Wing Flashblade Who's uh, Duke,
0: Duke L'Orange.
1: Duke L'Orange, Nosedive Flashblade, Tanya Vander Flock. Oh, Duke L'Orange is a jewel thief who sometimes uses a golden sword called the Duck Saber. And the Duck Saber. Angry Girl Duck. That's Ben's name, poor name. <laughs> Mallory McMallard, and Grin Hardwing, who is fat but zen and is voiced by uh, Brad Garrett. And so they pursue oh the Saurians' with drake through a portal and then uh the saurian sick uh, <laughs> an electromagnetic worm on them and Kennard dies and he goes wild knowing the mask and then everybody lands in <laughs> anaheim california where <laughs> Dragonus needs beryllium or something to rebuild his ship so they can go back and the ducks meet uh, a <laughs> classic hollywood manager named Phil Palmfeather who's voiced by Jim Belushi <laughs> and they become a real hockey team that plays in the National Hockey League. <laughs> so
0: And nobody minds that they're ducks.
1: Nobody minds that they're ducks. Nobody questions that they're ducks. It's, it's quite a world they've built here.
2: What would happen if they were offered a trade with another team? Would they That
1: doesn't happen in this version of the NHL.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, Dave, you had uh, questions uh, too. No,
0: I'm, this is a good, you raise a good point. Like, what about free agency? What if the Ducks decide that like, what if, what if Wild Wing, for example, is like, fucking Jim Dickfeather, he's, he's not paying me enough. <laughs> like, I got, I'm going to the Bruins. And he goes and he minds the net for the Bruins. He's like, move over Andy Moog, I'm, I'm here.
1: What if they wanted more than six players on their team? Just <laughs> not a, most hockey players have about twenty or twenty five. The this this version of the ducks has six.
2: Not necessary. They're not, machines. Not
0: with, yeah, not with these space alien ducks. My problem with this, though, the very first sentence that you read to us is
1: <laughs> twelve minutes ago was
0: yeah the 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 world that they're from is based on a Earth game ice yeah. hockey right? right or you could throw it the other way you could suppose that perhaps hockey was founded by aliens that were once
1: on <laughs> it's Earth. possible. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So like, we call them Canadians. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Take that, you Canucks. So when shows are that lazy that they have to base the planet off of, like, a thing from Earth, not even right. like a natural thing, but, like, just a, a, a man-made thing from Earth, it, it makes no sense and it loses all credibility for me. Um, especially – a show about uh, cartoon ducks. Like You need to make that. You got to tighten that shit up.
1: Yeah, no, you, you can't leave any holes there. I mean, and it gets doubly interesting in this particular episode because they love hockey on Puck World. And then they go to Earth and Duke is lamenting how Earth hockey is played. And then they get kidnapped and go to space where they play an, an entirely third breed of hockey called space hockey. <laughs> and it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? Right. This is so confusing. Right. It's just such an odd concept to take like the ragtag kids movie and say like, yeah, now you're duck aliens, but you still play hockey. It's just such an odd concept.
0: Yeah, it was. It's definitely. I mean, it's like a a, just a marketing cash in. But like, I was trying to. I was looking up other live action Disney movies and be like, what could be animated series? Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Cool Runnings. Okay. The Rocketeer. Uh huh. The Three Musketeers, the one with Kiefer
1: Sutherland. Mm-hmm. The Three Musketeers.
2: Was, was... Be- I thought they did animate that one.
1: No, that's a different Three Musketeers. The Dirt Bike Kid. Okay. Uh, Tall Tale, the computer that wore tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the Adventures of Huck Finn. Okay. These are all better, in my opinion, better cartoon properties than the Mighty Ducks. But yeah,
1: are but they? They weren't, they weren't hot.
0: You could take that. You could take the Rocketeer and just animate it, right? You didn't have to come up with this insane plot about, you know, ducks from another planet playing hockey.
2: But what if it were, a? it's a duck from another planet who wears the suit to fly as the Rocketeer in this animated series? Sure.
1: <laughs> in the, the Rocketeer series, the the Rocket Pack is like sentient and provides advice. <laughs> and it's also the voice of Brad Garrett. You're gonna turn me on. Hey Rocket, tear, turn me on. Everybody loves rockets. Oh <laughs> rocket. It's all it's a rich tapestry. Anyway, so Disney spent some money on this show. We had um we had Ian Zeering, Brad Garrett, Jim Belushi, Tim Curry, David Hyde Pierce, uh, Dennis Franz, who was at the height of his NYPD blue fame. So
0: just a weird choice.
1: All the big actors just voicing ducks that you can't really distinguish from each other. It just it, it's a what well, one project. Has,
0: um, one's got a mullet and the other one has a a different color mullet, and the other one is like slightly bigger than the other one. It's mm-hmm. fine.
1: It's fine.
2: Then there's the lady duck.
1: I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm foreshadowing a little bit. I had a hard problem telling these characters apart. Which, when you're describing a show via audio, is a real challenge and proposition.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I've never had to do this. I had to write down all the characters and their attributes. So I have here: Wildwing Flashblade, hockey mask, nose dive, Flashblade, cool hair, Duke LaRange. <laughs> sure, N- nothing, nothing there because he's the. I think he's the one with the eye patch. Uh, Mallory McMallard, red. Tanya Vanderflock, blonde, grin big guy mm-hmm. this is the tight research that i bring to this podcast
1: that, i mean those are the stereotypes for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got them nailed there
0: Shaylin, do you remember all the names
2: <laughs> i barely remembered any of the names even as i watched i tried did when we release? get to the ratings we will uh i'll delve into this a little
1: bit did you at least remember the ducks rock
2: I did remember that. Well, that's good. How much do they rock, though, Ben? Uh, I mean, a lot. Not enough to get
1: more than a single season, uh, which is all (laughs) the show got. But uh, (laughs) what can you do, you know? You got to go up there and and take a big swing. You know, as Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So good on Wild Wing and Duke and the Duck Saver and whatever the fuck is going on. So the episode we're talking about here (laughs) is Mad Quack's Beyond Hockey Dome? I don't know what that's a reference to. I don't get it.
0: You don't get it? No. It's, it's pretty clear, Ben.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a play on the Pocahontas plot,
1: then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you've ever seen a duck cry by the corn moon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you had mad quacks. Mm-hmm. That's all you needed. That's, mad that's quacks. The yeah, yeah. And then Be- hockey,
1: no, fucking Hockey Dome. It's a, it's a lazy show, folks. Yeah. So this one was directed by somebody named Blair Peters. The writers were Marty Eisenberg and Robert Skeer, who were the head writers. So they probably know these characters. I don't, I don't know.
0: I found a nice uh, little passage from uh, uh Wikipedia that you'd okay. enjoy this. His work on the series Transformers Beast Machines was highly controversial, gaining favor among new viewers but polarizing longtime Transformer fans. Brackets citation needed. Hmm. <laughs> it's that old that old chestnut of updating your own Wikipedia page. Yeah, That's true. yeah, I'm the, I'm the guy that polarized the Transformer fan base. That's me.
1: <laughs> and I like Robbie, the poor, Robbie Skier. the poor volunteer editor who's like, it's not cited. Got to tag that. It, you know, it, it's believable enough, but I just want to make sure that we're uh, we're tagging our sources correctly here on the old Wic. You know, when this show aired, the weather was cold. It was a good hockey season, if you will. It was uh, December sixth, nineteen ninety-six.
2: What else was going on then, Ben?
0: A little slapshot of content there. Yeah. Or even context. <laughs> Both.
1: Ooh, what were we seeing It's context you Nineteen ninety-six was a holiday season that goes down in infamy. It was the Season of Tickle Me Elmo, hmm. the original one. True hysteria for a doll that you would tickle.
2: But you didn't really tickle it. You, you kind of had to like stomp on it. It's
1: what brutal. What are you doing to your Elmo? <laughs> yeah.
2: They were not particularly sensitive, that's what I mean. So you had to like
1: really <laughs> put pressure on it. Yeah, you had to like take your thumbs and like dig into his stomach.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You, you had to break through the, the rib cages of where to get to the fluff. It's true. Yeah, it's like that
1: autopsy scene in Alien 3. <laughs> it's a crazy 10 number one song in America in this week a real hit Alanis Morissette uh, you learned <laughs> it was uh, Tony Braxton fun. Unbreak My Heart Unbreak My Heart and so on and so forth the movie theater this week was packed it was packed so I'm not going to give you a top 3 I'm give me a top what six what was going top on top six top six number one 101 Dalmatians which one I don't know. The one with Glenn Close, I think. Okay. Weird movie. Number two, Daylight.
2: Oh, Ugh.
0: oh man. I love Daylight. <laughs> I rented that several times.
2: I get so much anxiety from that movie. Like I can't breathe because I'm afraid I'm not going to suffocate. I mm-hmm. hate it.
0: You hate driving through tunnels.
2: I do hate driving through tunnels. Do you want to know what my sixth grade, fifth grade uh, trip to New York City included? A tunnel. A showing of daylight oh, on the shit. bus as we yeah! approach the city. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Very stressful.
1: Number three, Star Trek First Contact. The Star Trek movie where it became evident that uh, maybe they shouldn't be making more Star Trek movies. <laughs> 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 gotta was that go the back. Borg one? No. Uh, you, the Borg were involved. No, it wasn't the one that was centered on the board, though. They had to go back in time yeah. and meet the guy who first did space travel and like stop bad guys from stuff it's just just a real fucking mess right. uh number four one of my favorites ransom hmm. i've never seen it oh uh, you've never seen ransom oh man oh, boy, it's so ransom, great ransom is a hoot <laughs> um it's seen with the little kids peeing his pants his kids peeing his pants it's the best mel gibson Gary Sinise movie you've ever seen in your life where mel mm-hmm. gibson is a airline mogul just a real Gary real banger starts to is finish
0: underpaid Cop.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Yeah, and he he kidnaps the mogul's son too.
1: It ends well for To everybody. get more money. Yeah. Number five, jingle all the way.
2: Art. It's art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and number six here, movie that definitely you know has a kinship with the mighty ducks here, Space Jam. And
2: hmm.
1: like week seventy-five or whatever the fuck that the movie was out for a long time. So
0: Space Jam. Space Jam.
1: That was the world we lived in. But now it's time to get into the Mighty Ducks. Now, here is the thing I did remember about this show, and it is the song... Ah! Great lyrics. Uh, you're on the road to glory. You had some proto CGI in there. Mm-hmm. Just a lot happening. The the vocals top notch.
0: Vocals are done by the guy, uh, the lead singer of Starship.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: I thought
1: it was David Lee Roth.
0: No, starship, uh, whatever me? his
1: name is, Mickey something. Jem Starship. <laughs> yeah. Now, Sheldon, a question for you. All right. We open here with the ducks and they're playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the ducks are so well suited for hockey because of their waxy coating, and they can just glide across the ice?
2: I think it's because they're a, from a planet that everyone is forced to play hockey mm-hmm. from. A young what about
1: age. the waxy coating?
2: I think the waxy coating probably aids them in the event that they get like Gatorade dumped on them for the big winning the big game. Mm-hmm.
1: Ducks don't drink Gatorade though.
2: But that doesn't mean that the ducks can't dump Gatorade on each other when they win the big game.
1: Hmm.
2: Okay. Just saying. Well, you know, the Ducks,
1: it, it's established that they're playing in the NHL, but it's a weird version of the NHL because... Cause ducks <laughs> because
2: Ducks are in it.
1: Because Ducks <laughs> are in it. The NHL... Actually, you know what? I was going to say the NHL, not co-ed, but the NHL did have... The Tampa Bay Lightning did have a female goalie, I think, in training camp around this time. So very, yes. very forward yes. thinking. <laughs> but you think of teams like the Detroit Red Wings and the Boston Bruins and the Montreal Canadiens... You don't necessarily think about teams like the Flapjacks, but that's who the Ducks are playing. The
0: are really the Ducks.
1: Bad line. The Flapjacks are really flapping the Ducks. That just doesn't even make sense.
2: Doesn't mean anything.
1: Um, they're playing. The Ducks are all insanely jacked, I noticed here. Like, Puck World, I guess, is a pretty... <laughs> Pretty serious I, anabolic steroids thing. Or maybe they. I mean, that if you're always
0: otherwise. always playing hockey, you're you're bound to get get in shape.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. It's a, it's a physically demanding sport. So the first duck that we meet here is the aforementioned Duke Laurent. Hey, you ape! Didn't your mother teach you any manners? Duke L'Orange from the Brooklyn borough of Buckworld. <laughs> 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 and it's established here. That the flapjacks play dirty, right? So way hockey works, I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm probably not a good person to do a hockey rules primer, but if you commit a penalty in hockey, like roping, you get set to the penalty box, and the other team has an advantage for two minutes. And these ducks, they must play, you know, light as a feather, as it were, on Puck World, because they don't like the way that the Earth hockey players just keep like whacking them around and smashing them into the boards and stuff. It's not how they play. This is the character Dive who explains this a little better. We always play clean. So he says they always play clean, mm. which means that they never commit penalties, which first of all, that doesn't even seem possible. Like That's that's just a ridiculous thing to say.
0: You must at some point overstep and go offsides. You would think. Yeah.
1: But I, I guess not. You're not a perfect skater. And I, I, I play that because I want listeners, I want you to put kind of a pin in that in your, your ear that they always play clean because- uh as is demonstrated in mere moments they do not always play clean and in fact they are willing to bend the rules if the uh the need applies so they're playing the game we don't know who wins they don't really tell you let's assume the ducks win who the fuck cares uh they did the flying v they're uh, 84 and (laughs) oh in the basement i guess of the hockey arena it's like their bat cave because they're It's,
0: it's their spaceship
1: Oh, it's uh, their according, spaceship. According, okay. According
0: to the Wikipedia uh, article, their their spaceship landed and yeah. they built the hockey the pond over it and their spaceship is underneath
1: the rink. So how do uh, they how does their spaceship move? I don't know. Or maybe it doesn't move far. Cuz they take they take like a tank to some to the other place.
2: Is it possible the rink opens up like one of the like the Bruins mm. have the basketball court or ice depending on the night?
1: Potentially. Yeah, so it's like
0: basketball, basketball parquet, ice, spaceship. I think those are the layers of each stadium.
1: (laughs) So they're all in in the spaceship. And actually, I said it looks like the Batcave. It kind of looks like Teletran 1 from the Transformers. And they're not wearing their hockey gear anymore. Now they're dressed up like superheroes. And then this fat dude <laughs> with a ponytail walks in. And for wrestling fans, this guy looks like he looks like the the manager Paul Heyman, but before he cut his ponytail off. Just like this <laughs> fat dude in a suit. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? This is Phil. This is Jim Belushi. Boobala,
0: boobla, come on! It's for a worthy cause. It's for charity. What charity?
2: Uh, I don't know. It's uh let's see, stomach aches, hangnails, uh
0: something.
1: Uh, ah, here. Tax relief for professional sports managers. Now that's a charity. What can be more worthy than that? So he's pitching them to go to some unknown location for a charity hockey game, and based off that shitty explanation they give him, I, I, it's Duke or Wildwick or somebody. Just goes well if it'll help some fellow hockey player.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the weird thing is, David Cross came in and started he's interrupting yeah, Phil's, Phil's speech. And Phil got really, really mad and started shoving David Cross. It was it was crazy. Eventually, he got kicked out of the arena. I don't, I don't think those two are uh, I think those two are friends.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot Not of beef. There. A lot of beef. Yeah. So it goes. much much beef. Much beef. <laughs> Jim Belushi, by the way, a quality Twitter follow. Uh, if you don't do that, he's a big cannabis farmer now. So the Ducks go to the charity hockey game and they roll up in literally like. A tank like this thing looks like it should be like a Batman movie, and they jump out. They're the only car in the parking lot, and they're in full hockey gear. And again, an interesting note. You know, when teams pull up to the arena, most times like they're in street clothes and they change in there. But the Ducks are froze; they're ready to go in full. I was
0: expecting like I I see if they were wearing the jerseys right or the sweaters. If you sure, I don't want to brag, but I went and saw Adam Oates, former center for the Boston Bruins, got his autograph. He was wearing his jersey over his uh. Over his button-down and in, in blue jeans, so I, mean, I can you know see that. He but he wasn't wearing his skates and pads mm-hmm. and helmet. That's that's ridiculous.
2: It seems to me that if he had been wearing those things, then other people would have had an easier time identifying him.
1: I went to an autograph signing once with. Um, he was a rookie at the time, uh, Sergei Samsonov from mm-hmm. the Bruins, and uh, yes. I don't. I mean, I must have been twelve or thirteen, and this guy probably wasn't more than nineteen. But we went, and like it really shattered my illusion of how big hockey players were. Because you always see them, and they're wearing like all these pads and stuff. And you're like, wow, these guys must be huge. Now, mind you, I was 13 and uh, not a bully, but I thought I could give this guy a squirrely. I <laughs> could do it. Well, he was
0: like famously short for a hockey player, too. He was like he was like five foot nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean that was his his nickname, uh, Sergey, famously short, Samsonov.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh,
1: He was a Sergei
0: Shalen Samsonov.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, where does my name start dropping into this name here? Quickly.
1: Now here's where shit picks up. So they go into the arena and it looks like a regular arena, but it's not. What the
0: heck's going on here? Why is the ground moving down?
1: (laughs) A valid question. (laughs) As it turns out, the arena that they're in is itself a spaceship and I don't know. (laughs) This seems like a lot of work to build a spaceship that could resemble an arena to the point that it would trick them to go in and then fly away. But also, this is kind of like a Lord Dragonus plot or whatever, but he also can't fix his own spaceship. So where did they get this new spaceship? Or was this a spaceship of... The Emperor Charg or whatever, the guy who owns like the hockey planet. I don't know what was going on here. It's a little confusing.
0: At this point, I was also confused. Was Phil setting them up for this? I know later it's I, revealed that he I isn't. I assumed
1: so. He, but I think he he's just a putz. Like, Yeah, I think he's a box.
0: Yeah. I think he was like doing it for money grubbing. I don't think he, I think he was being used. But they, they make it seem like he was setting them up and he's in cahoots with Dragonis.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, you know what? You could tell me that's actually the case and I, I wouldn't be surprised because I couldn't actually tell you what happens here. They explain it but I was still like who called what? Like there's so many characters going on. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens is now they're in the space they they know they're in a spaceship and they're lifting off and conveniently right around where they're sitting or standing or whatever, four plexiglass walls come up. And then a bunch of mountain lions come out. <laughs> um and they again they look like the they look like Mark Hamill's wingman and wing commander 4. <laughs> <laughs> if you've played any Wing Commander before, <laughs> if you haven't, look it up. But the, the the main dude to take away here is the dude, uh, Kazor. He's, he's kind of the head of the class here. And they're with a character named Weasel, who kind of looks like Elf. He has an Elf face, but he tells them to put them underground or whatever, but then Weasel... Calls Lord Dragonus and they're getting a commission. Like, it's just, it's all yeah. very confusing.
0: And he's like, and I get paid
1: in cats. <laughs> Be delightful. Willie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, here's, uh, here's Lord Dragonus. It's done.
2: I wish I had your confidence, Lord Dragonus.
1: They aren't even on this planet anymore. So now Lord Dragonus and his crew are going to go to a factory and do belirium or delirium, I don't know what some fucking crazy mineral they have to mind.
0: I think it's so crazy that Tim Curry voiced this this weird dragon thing. Yeah, uh, what's he I, got I, going I, on? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, he was still living off the fat of his home alone
1: two page absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. onto the teeth <laughs> <laughs>
2: Have you ever looked at his complete catalog?
1: Like his card
2: catalog? No, like oh, every, the catalog he everything he ever <laughs> was in. No. It's wild. How wild is it? A normal IMDb profile for like an average person usually is what, like maybe 15 to 25 entries over the course of a career. Sure, that sounds like a like number you pulled out of
1: your ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not for character actors, though. Like the, the those Sounds like...
2: like it because it is. Mm-hmm
0: they've got like one episode for every law and order and CIS, yeah, yeah. jag whatever so they they it, and then it gets into the hundreds after you do that mm. hashtag, you got
2: csi hashtag Jack.
1: csi uh, also, CSI's csi is coming back
2: i'm so excited with like <laughs> half of
1: the original cast
0: <laughs> isn't there like a spin-off that's still on
1: no they're all gone now so okay. but there was okay this will be a quick csi digression here so csi original came on <laughs> you need that, the music <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> That was based in Las Vegas. Then they brought on Miami, which was David Caruso. Uh, and was that show was even more patently ridiculous. Then there was CSI New York with Gary Sinise, fresh off of his, his role in Ransom. And CSI New York wasn't that great. But then I think CSI New York went off the air and they brought on CSI Cyber. Mm-hmm. And that might have had Ted Danson or Ted Danson might have replaced yes. the original dude on CSI. No, Vegas. Ted Danson
0: was in the original replaced Grissom in the, the original CSI. No, you
1: know, I think Scott Bakula CSI it CSI was CSI. Scott, Scott Bakula was CSI Cyber. He was the main dude. CSI Cyber was about all my cool A- AOL chats. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, likewise. Uh, all Eagle. <laughs> my favorite CSI Cyber episode was the one with um, Poke35. It was <laughs> ripped, ripped from the headlines. 32 <laughs> <laughs> So then they all got canceled and now they're bringing CSI Las Vegas back. Just With Grissom, real some real wild stuff, folks. There just are no no good ideas anymore. So anyway, so we're in this spaceship. How the fuck did we get on the CSI? Tim we were
2: Curry talking somewhere. about Tim Curry's catalog. Tim Curry
1: was on CSI. So back to the spaceship, and the ducks are in like a cell. And here you get a little bit more from Kazor. Hey, Tuna breath! what the heck's going on here? I am Kazor, Emperor Chog's personal guard. Cool. And he explains to them that they are there to play space hockey. They're being transported to a place where they're going to have to play space hockey. Now, space hockey has many forms, as we'll see here. The, the first form we see is one-on-one. And they're like, well, fuck off, Kazar. We're not going to play your game because ducks fly together. And Kazor explains what will happen if they don't.
2: Failure to obey any order will result in immediate Disintegration,
1: <laughs> Which is something that is taken, I believe, directly from Space Jam because mm-hmm. they have like their disintegration guns that they threaten. I don't know. I don't know if it's the Looney Tunes or the NBA players or whatever, but it's bad news. Speaking of bad news. Now we see the big baddie of I'm going to say Hockey Dome. I don't even know if there's like another name for this planet, but um, this is Emperor Chak or Charg. I don't know how you pronounce it. He's a. I I, I
0: thought it was (laughs) Chog.
1: He's a uh, whale walrus or something. Uh, Here he is. I, Emperor Charg, welcome you to Hockey
0: Town. The planet Hockey Town.
1: (laughs) Cool. Cool, cool, cool.
0: Very lazy.
1: (laughs) But now it's time to play hockey. So the first one that gets pulled out of the pen is Dive. So he's like the snotty little brother of the group. And he's like, nah, I don't want to. And then Kazor shoots him in the ass. So then he picks up a hockey stick. Like they open up a weapons cabinet. And there's guns and swords and shit in there. And this guy picks up a hockey stick. And he goes up. And the hockey arena that he enter- enters is pretty much Mutant League hockey, which is... Uh, a Sega game in around this time where you played as monsters, and the goal was less to score goals as much as it was to just kill your opponents. <laughs> like you could just savage them with like chainsaws and stuff like that. Yeah, dismember main. This is pretty much the same thing. Now, space hockey, similar to mutant league hockey, a great sport, but as nosedive tells us,
0: this isn't hockey, duck. It's space hockey.
1: Yeah, so it's not. It's space not. Space hockey. <laughs> it's not your space mama's hockey. 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 And when faced with the choice of what to do here, you know, Nosedive is looking around at a situation and he just he picks up a standard run of the mill hockey stick because.
2: Listen, Bub, we play clean. Give me a stick. It,
1: okay, <laughs> cool.
2: Because so they're honorable good guys. He something, insists something.
1: that they're honorable and good guys. And again, put a put a bullet. Put, or I'm sorry, put a pin in this.
0: <laughs> put a bullet in you. <laughs> yeah. Put a but, pin in this.
1: I, I had a note that that Nosedive has a mullet, which I did enjoy. <laughs> okay, so he goes out and he is playing against like a bug guy named Claxar, who's the local champ. And the goal is just they're supposed to score a goal. And Claxar has guns and shit. And Nosedive picks up his hockey stick, which looks pretty normal, but it acts as a shield somehow. So he's deflecting shots like he's like Luke Skywalker out here and he steals the puck and he slap shots it, which is a hard shot and he destroys the gun and then he shoots so hard it destroys the goal. So he's like the Fulton Reed of the group because of course, as we know,
2: there's no defense against a duck and a puck.
1: That was Moses's uh, 11th commandment. Hmm. And
0: that's why they're ninety five and zero every season. <laughs> they win more games than the season is. It's, it's crazy. They they're, like make more games. It's, it's
1: it's it's bananas. Their winning streak is beyond measure. So next up is Tanya. Uh, but before she plays, we see a factory. Like <laughs> you don't know what kind of factory it is, but it's Dragonis and his goons, and the dudes are dressed in like hazmat suits. But they're going to make delirium. So, like, shit's bad. Tanya goes to the weapons rack. And instead of picking up a hockey stick, which would be the clean thing to do, she picks up a gun and tries to uh, murder Kisor. <laughs> 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 but it, uh, <laughs> it doesn't work. Because uh, he, he's like, these only work on the ice. <laughs> and so she has to take a stick In as In the well. space hockey. <laughs> so she's fighting a snake lizard guy, a snizzler. And. I don't remember exactly what she does here, but I I think that she kills him. Like I think she like blasts like a puck off of his face or something. Like it's pretty clear that he's dead.
2: You think he's dead? I think he's dead. I just thought he was dramatically injured.
0: Well, he will be dead regardless Mm -hmm. or disintegrate
1: at some point. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is, like blasting a puck off of like your opponent's face, not not a clean play. That would that would put you in the box. That's fair. But Tanya isn't satisfied with the idea of winning and saving her own life. She has to make a little hero statement here.
2: These games are a crime. I'm putting an end to them right now.
1: Um. So now she tries to murder Emperor Charg. Well,
2: this move.
0: Like, I know she's, doesn't she's, work. Trying to, she's trying to save her friends, right? Like, yeah. But like the idea that she thinks she could even kill this guy with that gun and mm-hmm. like, not be maimed and like what would happen to the other ducks? Like, wh- are they just magically freed if the emperor's dead? Like, yeah. it's so—it's such a selfish move, yeah. Uh, on her, she's a very unlikable character, and these are these are hockey oh, playing ducks, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. It's weird too because she's like these games are a crime, and I'm going to put a stop to them. And I guess the crime is the slavery bit. But if you look at like what her and Nosedive had done to that point, literally all they had to do was score a goal, like. The, that lizard thing that she killed, she didn't have to do that. <laughs> like she could have just scored a goal and, and gone on. Like this isn't Gladiator. Joaquin's not up in like the stands doing the thumbs down. Like it, it probably would have been fine. But he knifed her just before she went on the ice. <laughs> truly weakened terrible. her. Yeah. He wanted that foie gras. I don't know. Ew. <laughs> anyway, so they're gonna punish Tanya, but then Weasel for some reason doesn't trust Kazor and he's like, "Oh, I should punish Kazor instead." And you're you're kind of left stroking your chin going like, "Oh man, what's going on here?" So next up in the games is Duke. And Duke as discussed has the duck saber sometimes. So he sees like a little three musketeer sword and he takes that instead of a stick, but he also has a stick. Yeah, and he's like, "This is more my speed." huh? <laughs> and they they go out uh, into the hockey You know, rink or whatever. And he goes out there and they're like, Your opponent is Kazor. And it's like, Oh, fuck. Like, this is a mess. This is how Kazor is getting punished. He's got to play hockey. And this scene is particularly funny. (laughs) It's supposed to be like this sad, emotional thing. But what you really get is a lot of this. These games are sick.
2: Please, mercy.
1: Mercy. So Kazar literally is begging Duke for mercy, and Duke just pummels him. <laughs> he beats the shit out of him.
0: Just boards him. That that could get you suspended, Le Duke. Just uh, or just Duke a, some
1: Real crazy shit.
2: Listen, they're not in the NFL right now. It's okay. I mean, not the NFL. <laughs> the NHL.
1: So <laughs> rules aren't real. They they're they're just standing there talking along the boards. So Kazar is like down, and Duke is standing over him, and Kazar basically says like. They told me if I don't score a goal, I'm going to die. Like they're going to kill me. So instead of letting Kazor just score, Duke decides he has to act. Kazor, put me on the boards. What? And do it like you mean it. Do it like you're making a slice. <laughs> <laughs> do it like I'm walking here. <laughs> so Kazor, like, body slams him against the boards and, and scores a goal. And now, just for no particular reason, now the ducks are all going to play a team game. So, the ducks all come out on the ice. So it's it's the whole crew, all six of them, whose names I can no longer remember. And they're going to play the neurons, who are just robots
2: with blasters. It's pretty
1: much it. Yeah, they have blasters.
0: They're they're robots, so they can show the ducks like slicing and dicing them and shooting through them and all of that.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> and there's a few weird things here. The commentator mentions, you know, nobody's ever survived playing the neurons, which I I guess, sure, whatever. But then he's like, the game's not enough. We have to pull up the hot cones. And and like he says, hot cones. And then these cones come out of the ice. And it's not really particularly clear what those cones do. Doesn't matter. There were holes in the ice where there were squids and shit underneath. Again, like Mutant League. But I don't know what the hot cones did.
0: Well, at one point they show... I think nosedive checks two of the robots into the hot cone mm. and they just disintegrate or like evaporate or something
1: hmm okay,
0: or they look like they transport somewhere because they use like that <laughs> green knows? yeah they, it, something happens to them where they disappear uh it's not not quite clear if they're transported somewhere or disintegrated, but that's that's what the hot cone does.
1: <laughs> I don't know if he actually says hot cone, but I like the idea of hot cone. <laughs> The hot cone! My favorite hot cone's filled with roni and sauce, just like Duke Lorange. Hmm. So, we start the game, and the neurons quickly score. Here is their celebration chant. We're numeral one. We're numeral one Horrible. Just You're shaking horrible. Your head. Wait, wait. That's, that's great. That's go horrible. <laughs> it's so lazy.
2: Sure. Like the rest of this cartoon. Just uh, that, That's
1: that's awful. So we're in like the end of the period. The neurons are up to one, or they're up one nothing. And up to this point, they've just been playing hockey. But now, that dastardly Emperor Char, he's going to raise the stakes a little bit. that be no finally period because both sides have just put on their Blast Belts. <laughs> and yeah, Blast Belt, pretty much what it sounds like. It's a belt with a bomb on it. And uh, let me play one more clip and we'll discuss this, but this is what happens to the losers. Blown sky high! <laughs> so they'll, they'll be blown sky high. and not in He the, says uh, that several times. Not in the beaky way. Yes, he he does say that several times. and beaky It's way. this weird... The blast belts are weird, and I get the concept, and it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Why not just have them wear the blast belts to begin the game? (laughs) Like, was it? Oh, we're just going to have a nice clean game, and then they decided the ducks weren't trying hard enough. Like, what was the impetus for this? Yeah,
0: they like tricking the contestants or or something, like surprising them. Like, maybe that's it's an entertainment value. I don't know. That's Mm -hmm. that was my guess. Just weird. Did you notice the breaking the fourth wall here? It yes. It's very random. Yeah,
1: they do it they do it from time to time, yeah.
0: Tanya or Mallory were like it was like why did I ask that before the commercial break? Or yeah. why did you ask that before the commercial break? It came out of nowhere. They had not broken the fourth wall yeah. or gone meta at all in this episode. I'm not sure if like that's a thing they do in every episode or this, but it was really really strange.
1: Well, it's weird because it opened up a theme of them just doing it a lot because they came back from commercial because now they got to wear their blast belts. And it's just Phil in this weird scene, aside from all of this, just like crying into the camera, like, please don't cancel our show. <laughs> Kids, tell your parents, <laughs> write a letter.
0: I know the 90s was popular for meta, meta texts like Scream and Wes Craven's New Nightmare. True enough. And, and things like that. But I don't know if the Mighty Ducks cartoon was the place
1: for to go i don't know it added a lot to it so yeah yeah okay so now they're playing hockey uh there's some some cool ass music and so on and so forth and one of the things that the mighty ducks movie series was known for was some sick ass like goal strategy so like they had the flying v where they would all skate in a v they had knuckle pucks and guys switching jerseys and shit. And in this case, the ducks skate up the ice and then they just slap shot the puck off the back wall and it kind of like trickles off the robot goalie's back.
2: Because they're pros, Then
1: So now it's tied 1-1. And now the neurons are playing dirty. Before, they were only trying to kill the ducks, but now they're ruining their equipment. So they shoot Grin's skates and now his skates are all fucked up. But he's not too upset. In the words of Master Ty quack Doe,
2: one cannot skate on twisted blades. Uh,
1: yeah, Ty quack huh?
2: It's a great joke. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: The president was Mallard Fillmore. Puck World. Huh. <laughs>
2: Puck World. So
1: now it looks bad for the ducks because a tie does the no good. They got to win the game and they're down a duck. But then all of a sudden... Fucking Kazor shows up oh, and Kazor comes out and he fucking straps on the blast belt. And you're like, ah, oh, for, for no reason.
0: <laughs> no, he didn't any, need to do no that? No one's forcing him to do that. He just, I, I guess, Kazor is a team player, camaraderie and all that shit. Yeah. Just, yeah. just crazy stuff. Real hero, though, the episode here.
1: Uh, true enough. And here is the commentator explaining this. So, in case you were wondering, Rigel Seven, famous for a couple of reasons. One, it is yeah. the home planet of Kang and Kodos from The Simpsons. Hmm. It is also the planet from the original Star Trek pilot with the mind-reading, like fantasy fuck aliens. All
0: right. Interesting. Okay. Where so they, a little they, they, a they little, bring Captain uh, Pike too. A little illusion there.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very very clever. What was the queef at the end of that clip you played?
0: Was that Chog queefing?
1: Uh, it was um, Wild Wing. Oh, okay, because yeah, of his yeah. the waxy covering on his cloaca. Gross! Yeah. Uh, it rubbed it just the right way. So <laughs> we are now horse. playing hockey, and Weasel. You know that's not just a name. He's kind of a weasley character, and previously he noticed that Kazor might have been up to something. That's why he tries to get Kazor killed, and then he sees Kazor and Duke having a long conversation when they're supposed to be playing death hockey. But this moment, this moment when K'Zor straps up the, the blast belt, risks his life to join the Ducks, is when Weasel has his epiphany.
0: K'Zor's getting too chummy with them birds.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> it seems like that was something he might have noticed several minutes ago. It's true. When he tried to have him killed for doing the same thing, but, but no matter. <laughs> so we're tied 1-1. We have like 20 seconds left in the game, and... The thing that Kazor brings to the Ducks team is it's not necessarily hockey skill, but he's got knowledge of the streets, you know, right. like knowledge of yeah. what goes down yeah. in space hockey. And he gives a real stirring speech. This is like a win one for the Gipper kind of thing.
2: You've got to play more
1: aggressively. Let's move. <laughs> and <laughs> the Ducks take this very literally. Give me a
0: moment. I, I, I'm, I'm, I am moved emotionally, I
1: <laughs> I want to run through a fucking wall. I've got to play it like my hair's on fire. So the ducks take this this idea of aggression super literally because they just start <laughs> murdering the neurons. Like they they get they disintegrate them. They're like shoving them to the space squids. Like they are killing them. Now they're doing so in a clean manner because the ducks play clean. They right. always play clean. <laughs> but they yeah they sure kill a lot of those neurons. So they're just kind of hanging around after they kill them they have 14 seconds left to score and then grin stomps his big ass out there and he's like that character uh what is that character from Rogue One the like he's like the monk oh i don't know chewy the blind one i just watched it i watched it you know what i'm talking about yeah anyway he sounds a lot like this i don't know uh anyway here's here's grin one with the net. So he blasts a puck so hard it goes through the neurons, and the Ducks win at the last second, and they won again. Now Grin should not have been out there because he's an extra guy. So now the Ducks are cheating by having an extra player.
0: Yeah, it's a penalty. That is a penalty in any any NHL game. Maybe space hockey is a little different. You can jump on anytime.
1: Um, I don't know uh, the, the rules are um, you flimsy know, they're nebulous they're very nebulous so you're like oh man what's going to happen to the neurons uh, We're they're going to be blown sky high but what that actually means is they just disappear <laughs> like they just kind of phase out there was no explosion whatsoever it's kind of disappointing
2: yeah. imagine how cool it would be if when you vanquished your enemies they just evaporated like that though
1: yeah no I, when I'm vanquishing my enemies um, I always wish for that me too on the field, you know, in the boardroom, wherever they may be.
0: In, in the war zone.
1: <laughs> sure enough. In Verdansk. So now the ducks and Kazor, they just run off. They're at a teleporter of some sort. Mallory is like fiddling with buttons. They're going to the, the personal teleportation chamber and they open it up. And who's in there but Weasel? And Weasel's like, Give me some cats and <laughs> money. And Kazor hits a button just to like just transport Weasel somewhere else.
2: Right. <laughs> transport
1: it, me back to <laughs> Melmac.
2: It's peak <laughs> thought out script writing right here. Well, it's so well thought out that
1: they're like, hey, where where did you send that guy?
0: Where'd you send him? It matters not.
1: Oh. oh. <laughs> okay.
2: And here I ask the question because it matters to me.
1: So like the ducks have helped Kazor see that space hockey is bad, that, you know, they're they're noble. So what is K'Zor's next move? He jumps in the teleporter himself to go to Altair 4 where he is going to...
0: Then come with us to Earth. No, no. There's a band of rebels on Altair 4 dedicated to stopping these games. I intend to lead them.
1: <laughs> it's kind of presumptuous on K'Zor's part. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's He's been kind of helping Emperor Chalk do this. Yeah.
0: And now he's going to lead the people against him. I don't know if they're going to buy that.
1: You know, I, I guess it, there are precedents for this. Like in, in star Wars, Han Solo is a smuggler and then he helps at the end of the first movie. And then you get to empire and he's a general. So I, I guess it could happen, Yeah,
0: but he's not actively working for the empire.
1: Yeah. That's I guess true. that's true. I guess that's true. It's a little presumptuous on k part.
0: I would much rather have watched that plot unfold. Yeah. Mm-hmm than what we watched for the last uh, yeah, 16
1: minutes or so <laughs> if the, you didn't like the last 16 you're not going to like you know the remaining three because it's just literally nothing happening so they Mallory I guess is the technology one she re-engineers the transporter to call Phil who is in their spaceship base and he has some news Yes, kidding Phil listen man anything unusual going on those Saurians have taken over the chemical factory on Cyprus. So, you know, leading up to this, like you, Dave, I assumed that Phil was in on the plot, but it turns out he's just yeah. an idiot. And not only is he an idiot, he also knows, I, I guess he was in the spaceship before, like, he knows that they're trying to stop the aliens, but he just manages their
0: hockey operations. It's like So oh, he's, he's like an <laughs> inept manager, and he's also easily... Flim flammed. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He's the flim flammed man, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but he knows, he at least, he at least knows that the Saurians are in Cyprus. And like, what a random ass spot for them to go to. Like, why Cyprus? <laughs> Not like, oh, they're down the street from the pond. You got to get them. No, you got to go to Cyprus.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a strange, that's a very West Coast thing to just be like, Really, really location based. But basically, like, then you take the, then you take the three fifty seven, and <laughs> you head east, uh, and then you hop on the two eighty nine and you're in Cyprus.
1: Well, I mean, the good news is that if you told me to find Cyprus on a map, I could probably find like the right hemisphere. But that's about it. But the ducks know that this factory intimately because they somehow transport directly into it. Where they right run next a, to Dragon Dronus and his crew? They get there, like the ducks start, like just blasting guns indiscriminately. The bad guys leave. And, like, that's like literally the culmination of that plot. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's
2: an alien skill. It takes
1: like four seconds. Yeah.
0: I loved, uh, so Dragonus, look, he vaguely looks, he's like a big guy, right? Really powerful looking. Mm-hmm. But his henchmen all look like what is Thanos's, the, his like four henchmen, like Midnight Proxima and the other guy that gets blasted out into space in, in Infinity War. I forget, I forget their names, but they're they're like there's four uh, of them, right? Yeah,
1: they're, they're the fuck fingers.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ew. yeah, the four fuck fingers. His crew looks like the Avengers Thanos crew, and I was wondering, did the MCU steal the character designs?
1: Absolutely, yeah. one hundred percent. Yeah, it, it's all so. corporate synergy. One hundred percent. It's all there. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the foundation was being laid in 1996.
1: The Easter eggs are all there if you want to see them. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, interestingly, if you want to feel old, less time between the broadcast of this sh- cartoon and the first Iron Man coming out than the first Iron Man to present day.
2: Oh, I don't like that math.
1: It's true. Whoa. Look it up. It's fucked up. So now I hate it. everything's back <laughs> and, you know, everything's back because the. Ducks are playing hockey. They're at a hockey game. They're playing against the Toronto Maple Syrups, and somebody in the crowd has a foam finger. So foam fingers—I don't know if they're that big these days, but they, again, this was a big '90s thing where you could go to like a wrestling thing or any sporting event, and you could put on a—you could buy a big foam hand, and usually it would be like one finger sticking up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you'd buy it at the home arena, and it might say like Celtics or Bruins. This one doesn't say ducks. It just says duck on it. Just singular duck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's as if the person holding it up is saying like one duck.
0: It's <laughs> an ordering uh, device. Like yeah. it's just like how you order duck confit. <laughs> so,
2: one Peking duck, please. Oh man, I love Peking <laughs> duck.
1: The maple syrups commit a penalty, but Duke has had a change of heart.
2: Ah, uh, well, back to the game.
1: You're off cheerful yeah duke i thought you hated earth style
0: hockey oh don't be ridiculous it's a wonderful game really
1: civilized thanks for the power play and then he like starts snapping the guy's face off with his duck beak what do you think the ducks eat
2: these ducks yeah astronaut
1: ice cream astronaut ice cream fish Fish from Fish World. I like the idea that they're eating like earth duck. (laughs) Gross. You know what I mean? Like it's not cannibalism; they're not the same thing.
2: They actually take humans and they make sure they flip it down, skin side down, to get it extra crispy. Mm -hmm. Oh
1: man, duck's really good. I I like duck. If you don't eat duck, folks, I respect it. But I went to China on a business trip a couple years ago, and I was horrified of everything. So, uh I mostly stayed in the hotel buffet and they served Peking duck every night and I just had Peking duck with little pancakes and hoisin sauce uh for like a week, three oh meals God. a day.
0: That's <laughs> the best trip ever. My father and I were talking about duck recently and I was like, "Oh man, duck is great. Peking and you know, mm-hmm. duck confit and you get these duck duck fat fries and it's my dad just every his only retort was, "It's too greasy. It's too greasy."
1: <laughs> so it's that waxy too- coating
0: too it's greasy true. can't eat it. it's too greasy too greasy Hashtag have you tried this down too greasy too greasy don't like too uh, greasy too greasy that was my thought on the show <laughs> too greasy
1: Fair mm. enough. and that's the end we got a kick in instrumental version of the the intro music i won't play the whole thing but there's a sample Why we say- I saw uh Peter North and Taylor Hayes perform many times to that song. Peter North? And that uh yeah. Hmm. And Taylor Hayes. So
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: So that's uh Mighty Ducks yeah. the Animated Series. And yeah. uh would you Show it to a child, Shailen.
2: No, too violent. (laughs) What? Also, too confusing and too many subplots to keep track of.
0: Okay, okay. What about you, Ben?
2: No,
1: you know, I think these ducks come out here spouting on about sportsmanship and playing the game the right way, and then they're just as murderous as anybody else. They either own being a dirty player or practice what you preach, you fucking hypocrites.
0: I think I would show it. Hockey is a gentleman's game, and you know, <laughs> enough, if if you want to get good at it, you got to eat and breathe it. So it's it's only hockey movies. It's Mighty Ducks. It's slap shots. It's um. It's miracle. miracle. Yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. And it's uh. And it's this cartoon. And only the Wayne Gretzky scenes from Pro Stars.
1: Yeah, I know, that's that's the, how you that's
0: get good components. at hockey, kids. So watch mm-hmm. this show.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess let's go with. Geez, one to five. Duck sabers. (laughs) One to five duck sabers.
2: One duck saber. Okay. I found this show so difficult to follow that I couldn't tell. It was like they took 17 different premises and mixed them up into a cauldron. And Mm -hmm. then they're like, okay, whichever nine we find, we're going to make one episode with all nine of those things. Yeah, I didn't like it that much. Sorry, but what about Dave.
0: all the action? There was a right? lot of action. There was so much action, Shannon.
2: There was a lot of action.
1: <laughs> hmm. Dave, how about you? I'm gonna give it two, two stars,
0: or two and a half. It was. It's, it's very lazy. Um, <laughs> it's very lazy. The an- the animation was great. It's uh, just solid Disney Disney animation. Mm-hmm. But uh, and the voice acting was fine. But like, yeah, I wouldn't. I now remember why I. Don't remember this sh- cartoon like other <laughs> cartoons. It's entirely forgettable. So two and a half.
1: That's fair. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, too greasy. Just too greasy. Too <laughs> it's, greasy. It's like
0: two two greasy duck sabers.
1: It being called Mighty Ducks just it does it has nothing to do with anything. It's just lazy. It's just lazy. I, I can't. I could can probably say a million words on it and have, but it just it. There's nothing to this. It's like air. Yeah. <laughs> and not like. Not like that sweet air you'd get out of like a hookah or you go to the oxygen bar uh, like the kids do.
2: And not like a breath of fresh air.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. It's like
0: that air, you go to the country for a couple weeks and it's nice and clean, right? And you breathe it in, you're like, wow, man, I feel so much better. And then you go back home and you live near the city and it's all polluted and stuff. That's that for kind sure. of air. Yeah, for sure, for yeah, sure. That's what this
1: is. So it goes. Ah, <sighs>
0: man, but we've, uh, you know, we've... We, Talked a lot about the Quacker Dome, the Hockey Dome, mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. fucking gladiators du- duking it out, and everything. The fuck yeah! I would uh, like to introduce you to my game tonight. It's time to help people customize and save with
1: Liberty Mutual. Who run Bartertown?
0: Yes, that's right. Who run Bartertown?
1: Barter well, all right.
0: Who run Bartertown? This is a game that will pit you two against each other Mm -hmm. in the Thunderdome. I won't reveal the the, the show yet, but you two are going to have $100 to start off with and Mm -hmm. you're going to wager on some big name fights. You're going to figure out who wins, who loses. You could both bet on the same one, um, but you will have a hundred bucks to do it. So you can wager only in tens because I can't do math Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, whoever has the most money gets to exit the Thunderdome. Okay, I think it's run-barter town. <laughs> okay. So, you guys remember Celebrity Deathmatch, MTV and Fox's Celebrity Deathmatch? Uh, sure. Yes. Yes. So, I'm Playmation going to- Claymation murder fight. That's right. I'm going to, at random, pick some fights. You two are going to bet on who wins, and then I will tell you. the winner Okay. And how they won. Let's see here. It's a good one to start off with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Al Pacino- Versus Robert De Niro, Shailen, who wins and how much are you wager?
2: I wager ten dollars, Al Pacino.
0: Okay,
1: Ben, I'm gonna do twenty on De Niro because um, okay. every- everybody respects the gun.
0: <laughs> ben, mm-hmm. you got twenty dollars. It's Robert De Niro. You want to yeah. see how he won? Yeah. Both contestants fight while playing characters from their movies. Pacino's head is destroyed after being whacked repeatedly with Nelson De La Rosa when De Niro is still in his Al Capone character. It features Marlon Brando as a guest referee and Nelson De La Rosa. Who is Nelson De La Rosa? Let's click.
1: I don't know. Yeah.
0: He's a Dominican actor and one of the shortest men of the 20th and 21st centuries. Oh, he's using him as a murder weapon. Yeah, so he used him as a murder weapon. So Ben...
1: I don't remember Celebrity Deathmatch being so witty.
0: (laughs) Ben, you're up uh, 120. Shailen, you're down to 90. Mm -hmm. Let's go through and find our next contestants a topical one. Dennis Franz versus Sammo Hung
1: give me give me 20 on franz 20 on franz okay
0: Jalen
2: 10 on franz 10 on
0: franz okay hot bets hot bets the answer is dennis franz yeah of course a grudge match franz's co-star ricky schroeder was killed in a previous death match by hung's student gary coleman so mm-hmm. sammy hung's Arms and legs are removed and then crushed when Dennis Franz jumps from the turnbuckle. So it's a, you know, it's just a, a nice, a nice fat joke.
1: Yeah, it's a fat joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: mm. yeah.
0: So Ben, you're up uh, 140, 110.
1: You're down 100. by 30.
2: You, you want to try that again, Dave?
1: That is not Oh, correct. you bet. Yeah, yeah.
0: I bet I was 10. looking at Ben's. I was looking at Ben's 20. <laughs> Back to 100. So you're down by 40. All right. Let's see here. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Macaulay Culkin versus Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> now, this fight took place October fifteenth, two thousand. If that okay. helps you guys at okay. all with with your bets, Shailen, what are you wagering?
2: When did Jerry Maguire come out?
0: Um, I don't
1: see how that's relevant. <laughs> I don't see how that's relevant at all. That was Jonathan
0: Lipnicki.
2: Oh, never mind. Shailen, that was
1: Renee Zellweger. <laughs>
2: This is a little guy with blonde hair. He's a little guy. Fine, little
1: <laughs> guy. Okay. Little guy from like Mike.
2: Yeah. It's it's relevant because Jonathan Lipnicki like got super buff after.
1: Absolutely. Well, what's your bet?
2: Haley Joel Osment for ten.
1: I'm gonna say, yeah. I'm gonna say Haley Joel for thirty. Part strategic and part, I'm trying to think of the format of this.
0: Here we go. The ring is decorated like a playground. Macaulay Culkin is torn apart by the ghosts of dead celebrities and then comes back as a ghost, featuring Bruce Willis and the ghosts of various dead celebrities. So Haley Joel Osment is the winner here.
1: Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem like they would they would kill a child.
2: Right. Not an actual child. Yeah.
1: yeah well, it, it's yeah. not real, Shailen. It's just uh, they're clay.
2: Oh, they're clay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> ben, 170. Shailen, you're at 110. You might want to start wagering some bigger bets there.
2: No. All All right. Right. Don't and tell 70, me what, what to do. Race.
1: With a streak like this, I should have gone to Vegas.
2: Ha.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay.
1: All right. Okay.
0: Steve Irwin versus Medusa.
1: Like the <laughs> the, the, the I, I believe we got? it is
0: the god. I believe it is the goddess. Yes. Wow.
1: Well, how the hell did that fight come together? I don't know.
0: Steve Irwin versus Medusa. Ben, your wager
1: uh give me give me 20 on medusa 20 on medusa shalen what do you got
2: 20 on steve when
1: 20 on steve does, oh does medusa have the stingray with her her famous stingray. i was gonna say i it would have say. bet on the stingray
2: <laughs> but since the stingray is not there
0: instead of snakes it's just uh stingray stings uh stingray barbs uh, coming out of her head
2: that's pretty fucking dark dave but made the joke first
0: Steve Irwin accidentally decapitates Medusa when she pushed pushed him away after he put a rucksack over her head. I don't know. That's the worst description ever. But <laughs> Steve Irwin so is the winner. Awful. Yeah. Shaylin, you got 20. You're up to 130 now. Then you lost 20. You're down to 150. So we're getting a little closer. It's not too far off. Let's scroll back up. Let's go to the early ones, the early episodes. Those are always better. Ben, you mentioned Jay Leno earlier. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno versus David Letterman. What's your wager?
1: Uh, 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 Shaleen, yeah, go first. This is your.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: I think that Jay Leno wins for
1: ten. Ten on Leno. All right, Ben. What do you got? I'm going to say ten on Letterman, but that's just personal preference. 10 on Le-
0: <laughs> I'm a Conan O'Brien guy, so I would I wouldn't bet on this at all. Ooh, oh my. The fight takes place in an electrified steel cage. Both Letterman and Jay Leno are crushed by the electrocuted Loch Ness Monster in the electric fence. I think the Loch Ness Monster comes in earlier. Also featuring Johnny Carson as a guest referee. Sure. Fran Drescher and Ed McMahon. There is no winner. It is a wash. So you guys guys keep your money. All right. uh, Okay. One of those draws there. Okay. All right. Okay. Tim Allen versus Jerry Seinfeld. Ben, uh, I'm assuming you're going with Tim Allen but because of preference again.
1: You know, it's a tough one because, yeah, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a curveball. I think um, I'm going to put 20 on Jerry. Shaylin,
0: who do you got?
2: I also say 20 on Jerry.
1: Uh, tis, tis, tis.
0: You both lose. Tim and Jerry both fight poorly throughout the entire fight until Jerry's co-stars, who are spectators, get into the ring and kill Jerry, feeling that he betrayed them all by ending Seinfeld. Mills Lane accidentally throws a wrench at Don King's head, head featuring uh, Jason Alexander, Juli- Julia, Louis-Dreyfus, and Michael Richards. This aired at the exact same night as the Seinfeld series finale.
1: Ah, yes. Context. Just, again,
0: just topical. Topical stuff. You mm-hmm. lose 20, Ben. You're down to 130. Shalen, you're back down to one 110. Hot matches. Speaking of hot matches, mm-hmm. some hot ladies in this one. Nev Campbell versus Sarah Michelle Geller, a couple of scream queens <laughs> <laughs> who you got
2: fifty on Buffy
0: fifty on Buffy, okay, Ben
1: hmm, yeah, I'm gonna say thirty on on Sarah Michelle as well.
0: thirty on Buffy, okay, Jennifer Love Hewitt is slashed to death by the mystery killer, midway through the fight. The mystery killer attempts a phone call when which Nick then traced back, Sarah and Nev. Find that the ringing is coming from the platypus mascot, who's later revealed Mm -hmm. to be an actual platypus, and starts to beat him up. Nobody wins that one. Again, we've got another draw. So you guys stay where you are. But Shailen, I love your logic.
1: This was a show that I enjoyed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I remember people really liking it and not understanding. you're too
1: cool for school. I know.
2: No, I didn't understand pop culture enough to get the jokes.
1: I liked the show a lot, too. They made a PlayStation 2 game out of this show. Okay. Then right. again, they made a PlayStation 2 game out of Jackass as well. So who's who's to say?
2: Isn't there a PlayStation g- game about Burger King? That's Xbox. Oh, that's different. My mistake.
1: Right. And that, uh, Burger King's not an MTV show,
2: usually. Usually. So guys,
0: mm-hmm. here we are. Shaylen, you're at 110. Ben, you're at 130. This is the last round. Mm-hmm. Probably the best round. The most... The most appropriate one, Emilio Estevez versus Charlie Sheen, brother against brother, <laughs> Mighty Ducks versus two and a half men. What do you got, Ben?
1: Oh, boy. This is a tough one. I'm going to put it all on. I'm going to put it all on Charlie Sheen.
0: You're betting the whole 130 on Charlie? I'm
1: betting the whole kitten caboodle. Oh,
0: baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. All right. Ooh. I'd be sweating, Shailen. Oh, yeah, what but you that's got? just
1: a standard way of living.
2: Five hundred on Emilio. <laughs> Five
0: hundred. You don't have that money, but you know what? I'm giving it to you. Are you borrowing from the
1: pit boss?
2: Hell yeah!
0: All right, Emilio. Because
2: he should win. That's
0: Right, Ben. Mm-hmm. You've won. Charlie Sheen yeah. wins, which yeah. is bullshit. But bullshit. here we go. Tiger Emilio blood. Estevez hires some prostitutes to distract Charlie <laughs> while fighting. When the prostitutes are about to kill Charlie, they ask Emilio for their pay. When Emilio can't pay them in cash, they rip him apart. It also featuring uh, Sid Figgle. I don't know
1: who that is. Oh, that's the third uh, Sheen son. <laughs> it's Emilio, Charlie, and Sid. Sid Figgle Estevez. <laughs> classic Sid Figgle.
0: So, Ben, you... Win two hundred and sixty dollars and Shalen, you're negative um wh- whatever three hundred and
1: something something yeah. something.
0: Three hundred and ninety. Ben, you've run Bartertown. A true hero. Congratulations, Ben. Thank you. Take care of Bartertown. Treat every citizen like they're your own
1: Mm mm-hmm congratulations his hair (laughs) you know we could let it run for four minutes (laughs) (laughs) maybe towards the end here yeah mad max another disappointing video game but that's that's life sometimes speaking of video games onto the mailbag and channel this is a real humdinger i'm ready here just for you oh boy baby Hi, bunnies! Cartoons are awesome, so are video games. What cartoon would you like to see become a video game? How would it play? What console would it be for? Yours in faith, Dave Box. <laughs> Shalen?
2: have we done you know, this one before? I love Dave Box. Uh, probably something questions. similar.
1: We like we talk about video games a lot here.
2: <laughs> Gummy bears.
1: Okay. Ooh.
2: It's on Sega Genesis. <laughs> and you collect Not the master system, correct?
0: Okay. Not like a CD.
2: Not the CD. Oh. You collect the berries and the juice, right? Dummy <laughs> <laughs> w- yeah. bear juice, isn't that what it was ha- called? Hashtag
1: collect the juice.
2: And you have to navigate in. The- so the bonus levels are you navigating the underground tunnels that they use and the mm-hmm. treetop tunnels? Of
1: course.
2: Um And in between, it's like a a Zelda puzzle map situation.
1: Okay. That's very earnest. In an actual answer to the question.
2: You're welcome.
0: I would play that game. That sounds really fun. Can you be different characters or are you only one gummy bear?
2: You are one gummy bear at a time, but you get to select at each level which one you're going to be.
1: Okay. Mm, Okay. Okay.
2: But in true Sega form, they all react exactly the same. It's totally in your head if they're different. It's not real. Like when you play Sonic 2 and you play as just Tails versus just Sonic, it's exactly the same. But in your head, you're like, no, there's a different feel. There is a different feel. There isn't. Mm-hmm. It, really unlike
0: all. the X-Men game, which had distinct abilities mm-hmm. that that determined the outcome of the level. How you got through it. Hmm. This is really hard because a lot of them are
1: games. Yeah, a lot of them were in, in, that, in the 90s time period were in fact yeah. games. Yeah.
0: Oh, 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 oh. So... The movie had a game, but I don't think the cartoon did. Rambo Force of Freedom. Okay. And it would be for the Super Nintendo. Nintendo's too old. Super Nintendo has just the right kind of graphics for mm-hmm. for that, that kind of game. And it's both a side scroller and a top down. And you can choose from the Force of Freedom, like Cat and Turbo and Rambo and mm-hmm. Richard Crenna. Yeah, every level begins with one of Warhawks' racially insensitive characters and like a little little bit of dialogue and then the level just starts and you're Rambo and you just blast through things with uh with your cool bazooka and machine gun.
1: With reckless abandon. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Uh I'm going to go with uh with Pro Stars and you can <laughs> you can be any of the three Pro Stars. You could like, you can go wrong, right? Like if you've got like an ice themed level, you're probably going to want the Gretz. If
0: but you can a, pick Bo Jackson.
1: Yeah, you can't, but like he's slip sliding all over the place. He's clumsy. If it's a baseball themed one, you could be Bo Jackson or Michael Jordan. The idea is to like, oh boy, like fight villains. I don't even remember what they did on that show. <laughs> like there was there were bad guys, I guess. There were bad guys, and they beat them with the power of sports and science.
0: It's like a treasure hunter or something. The, the yeah that launched. sounds good
1: that sounds good yeah. and then it would be on sega cd because when you beat a level you could get like the cool q a that they did with one of the pro stars at the <laughs> end of the episode like <laughs> oh what's your favorite color and he'd be like man i really like the color blue <laughs> it's so dumb but that would be your reward your pot of gold at the end of the rainbow as it were
0: i'd play all these games
2: sure I agree. They all sound very fun.
1: There is a a, a new cartoon themed video game coming out pretty soon here for uh, for the Nintendo Switch. It's like Super Smash Brothers, but with Nickelodeon. So it's going to have like SpongeBob fighting one of the Ariel monsters, fighting Hey Arnold. Like it. It sounds insane.
0: I feel like this game is right up Shailen's alley.
2: Yeah, it, it is. I bet
1: it's going to suck shit, but I'm intrigued. And I mean, still,
2: somehow, right up my alley.
1: Mm-hmm. Listeners, we want to hear from you. What cartoon property would you turn into a game uh hashtag nintundo good one thank you came up with that like on the that. first try i like that and th- that will bring us to the close here uh we open at the close much like harry potter's famous um what is that bullshit he carried around
2: weird pervert egg
1: yeah, yeah it's weird <laughs> <pervert> <laughs> <egg>. I, <laughs> it's a snitch I
0: I, I I haven't gotten in that uh Got that far in the the books yet.
1: (laughs) That Deathly Hallow.
2: The Golden Snitch.
1: Now, are there more duck-themed cartoons to talk about in the future? Perhaps. Will we revisit them? Probably. Ducks fly Fly together. together. Yeah, they fly together, and they're they're ripe for discussion.
2: Quack. 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 Quack.
1: Quack.
0: Quack. Quack.
1: Quack. And you can... uh, Quack. You can quack quack at us. On Twitter, on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. At Watchbots Pod, please subscribe, rate five stars on your platform of choice for Dave and for Shailen. This is Ben. Thank you for listening to another episode of Watchbots. And to take us out of here, Shailen, I want Shailen just winced. An old classic. (laughs) I want to hear our good friend Bill Clinton given us a medley of his favorite Mighty Ducks lines from the series.
2: Then you better go find Bill Clinton to do that because that's not an impression we'll I do. We'll settle for
1: uh, Ringo Starr. Or Donald J. Trump.
2: You know that's not an impression I do.
1: It's oh. not an impression. Uh, it's Ringo Starr entering the studio. Do the bit oh, so we can stop recording. Oh, oh, oh. There. Oh. Hey, hey,
0: hey, there. hey there, Ringo. Oh,
2: your doobly doobly doobly. You, your favorite let Ducks fly movie. together.
0: Your favorite movie's on. Talk about your favorite lines.
2: That's the Oreo line. <laughs> Why is that so easy to remember and all the other ones aren't? Okay, Kita.
1: That's, that's what I call the crime bill. Two minutes for roping. <laughs> it's the Bash
2: Brothers. <laughs> I just want to play hockey. <laughs> dibbly dibbly.
1: Fine people. <laughs> You know, Shaylin, it's a very quotable series.
0: Oh, that's my knuckle puck.